presentation of Real Racing USA. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. be rocking in the usa but we're dirting in the world huh joe dirt billy the kid absolutely thank you so much jack smith and happy thanksgiving to you buddy over there on the west coast as we send our greetings from the east coast hello everybody with my good friend billy the kid as always on wednesday night it is indeed dirt world my name is joe dirt and it is certainly a pleasure to be on board with you for this thanksgiving 2008 edition billy welcome back to dirt world here on thanksgiving eve my man yeah feeling good tonight i'm not as tired had a good week. Got tomorrow off. Get to watch football. Eat some turkey. Enjoy some family. But then you're going to get right back after it. You're going to Cochrane this weekend with the National Late Model Series, ten thousand dollar to win show. Man, you need to. It's the holidays, man. What do you want? Me, what do you want me to tell you, man? If I, if I cut my arm, I bleed out motor oil. What do you want me to tell you, dude? <laughs> I, I just love that. racing. I yeah. love. Hey, next week I'm going to the Snowball Derby, yeah. man. I just yeah. love racing. Well, I know this is a big part of the year, big time of the year when uh, you know the race fans have so many different choices, whether it's dirt or asphalt, and, uh, man, you're taking advantage of it, and I, and I certainly applaud you for that, and, uh, man, enjoy yourself. I know you'll give me updates, but uh, Cochran, Georgia, with the National Lake Model Series this weekend, Snowball Derby next weekend, uh, just so many things going on, and, of course, we look past, of course, three dates in uh, Volusia in December, got a couple in January, and then, of course, the Dirt Car National, so it, it really doesn't stop. Yeah, you get, uh, you got, uh, like I said, go to Cochran this weekend, going to go for the Friday-Saturday show, that's a... Uh, 
that's a Ray Miller deal. It's ten thousand to win, seventy five left. It's be a big show and uh the following week is the Snowball Derby, which is the biggest asphalt race in the south, I think, in the southeast or and that's always a good time to go and have a lot of fun. That's just part of going to relax. I think this weekend I might try to work a little bit, but the following weekend it'll be more like relax. And then the week after that, be at Volusia for three nights. And then you get a little, a little break for Christmas and get right back at it before you know it you're at the end of January. But, you know, my problem is I feel like if I stop, I, I might give up on it. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but we got a huge show tonight for before the Thanksgiving Eve show. We uh, put together a show for tonight. Uh, we're going to pick up... Uh, and talk to the champion of the mini stock champion at Ocala Speedway, Keith Briggs, and we're going to talk to uh, the 2008 O'Reilly Southern All-Star champ, Ivan Lloyd, and then we'll talk to this past weekend's winner of the Sportsman Series and talk about, I know he's big in asphalt racing, but talk to Scott Lagacy a little bit, and that's always a good thing. Had a set-up with Earl Pearson to talk to Earl about his Lucas Oil Championship, but couldn't make contact with him. I think he's on the road, but... Uh, We'll, we'll try to hit him up in a couple of weeks when we got nothing else going on. Most definitely. Let's talk about Saturday night at Volusia Speedway Park. It was the Gone Hunting event, a pretty good event. I think we had uh, close to about 90 race cars in five different divisions. Not bad at all. Uh, certainly most of the people, and Jack can certainly agree with this, were across the county over there on the east side at New Smyrna Speedway for the Governor's Cup. And uh, keeping with our roots here on Dirt World, we won't go into that a whole lot. Of course, we talked about it on Trackside tonight. On Monday night on RealRacingUSA.com, uh, Jack and the gang on Inside Florida Racing uh, have certainly covered that quite well. But, Jack, that was quite a crowd there Monday or uh, Saturday night, wasn't it? I was surprised. I was. I was surprised that there was uh, as cold as it was. And, uh, you know, just historically, they get good crowds when it's really warm. But, man, I was surprised. It was uh, a really, really good crowd. And that's good for them. I mean, uh, we all know the plight of fast car and what they're trying to accomplish with, you know, Joe Lewandowski coming on board. And they're really doing everything they can. And I think this was just Wait. a... The, the boost that they needed, Billy, in the shot. In the Wait, what are we needed. doing here? This is I'm a dirty show. show. <laughs> Robert Hart, put dirt on that thing, bud. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's what you said two weeks ago on trackside. I'll tell you. You told Joe that. You want to make money? Yeah. Put, put dirt, dirt on it. That's simple. Hell, you know. I mean, if you... Here's the whole situation. If I hit that lottery, I'm going to just rent it for one weekend and fill it with dirt. Yeah, man. And let them race on it, and they can take off when they want. Yeah, do whatever they want. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, folks, be a part of our program tonight. It's real simple to do, and it's quite fun as well. Join us on Yahoo at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. Once again, while you're listening on Real Racing, USA.com. It's simple. Go to your Yahoo. should be able to uh, uh, keep the, the stream alive there on your uh, computer. Go to DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. Drop us a line. Perhaps you got a question or a comment for Keith Briggs, the 2008 Ocala Speedway Mini Stock Champion. He drove that 19T car to just a dominating 2008 season. Perhaps Ivan and Lloyd, he's a six-time National Late Model Series Champion, two times now with the O'Reilly. Second. Yeah, two times now with the O'Reilly Southern All-Stars uh, Series, O'Reilly Auto Parts Southern All-Stars Late Models. And, uh, of course, Scott Legacy. what can you say? I mean, uh, I called him the prodigal son of Volusia Speedway Park. I mean, he grew up there, Scott Legacy Jr., and now, of course, with a, a big opportunity coming his way in 2009 with the Nationwide Ride. And I'm sure Scott will tell us all about that. We've had Legacy on our Monday night program, and uh, Legacy is a real good interview. And uh, it was a big opportunity for him when he won the uh, sportsman race Saturday night for us to bring him on tonight, too. And uh, he told me today, he goes, I can only do about 15 minutes. So, yeah, you know, we had Scott on the Monday night. He talked for like 30. Yeah. You just turn him loose, he just goes. That's right. But yeah. that's huge news coming out of St. Augustine that Scott Lagos, he has a full-time nationwide ride. You know, a lot of people didn't realize this, but he was up to the top 15 in the truck points this year. Sure was. And um, kind of give that ride up because he wasn't happy with the contract he had. But, 
you know, kind of hit a little bit and uh, was out at Volusian, uh Called him uh, Scott Nelson and Scott yeah. Uh, yeah. Andre Agassi and uh, yeah. Yeah, this and that. But <laughs> you know, you talk about Saturday Night Show. Last week's uh, guest, uh, Daryl Padgett, was the winner Saturday Night at Volusia. Led yeah, every man. lap. This car is on a rail right yes, now. We talked about last week. He, he won at Brunswick at dominant fashion, and then this last peak last week, it was unbelievable. That that thing was strolling, but. I tell you, I was pretty impressed with Stanton Mills one more time. Stanton Mills has got him a new ride, and uh, it's good to see that for Stanton. He had a tough car all night. Billy, the, the 99 car has been synonymous with the first coasters, I call them, out of Jacksonville, St. Augustine area. We've seen Matt Hartley drive a 99, uh, of course, now with the, uh, the, the, the Hedrick Motorsports team he's in. But this 99 number has always been kind of uh, isolated up there around St. Augustine. Now, talk about the roots of this particular race car that Stanton was in. This car that Stanton is, was in Saturday night, he actually bought from Gary Spivey. Um, yeah, Jacksonville boy. Yeah, that and Spivey always ran 99, so I think Stanton just kind of left it alone. But the 99 car that uh, that Matt Harley owns is still his. And, right, uh, right, right. Mr. Hedrick had actually gave uh, Matt Harley a ride, so Harley's car sitting in his shop. And anytime somebody gives you a ride, you want to take advantage of it, especially with the way things are nowadays. Look at what Daryl Padgett did. Look yeah. at what uh, Richard Ferry has done. You have to do that. A lot of people don't realize it either, but the yellow 46 car that Stanton showed up with at Volusia the last time we ran and he was in it actually came from, that was actually Toby Justice's old car yeah, out of yeah. Georgia. And, uh, wow, there's a blast from the past. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These guys are still around. They still have cars wow. sitting around. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's there's still some cars sitting in shops that guys are starting to pick up. And, you know, with the H&R horsepower that, Stan Mills has. I watched him at the showdown on the coast. He qualified in the top ten, and the other the other uh, Ray Miller show at Brunswick a couple weeks ago. He qualified in the top ten, and now this week at Belusia he finished second or third, and uh, that's a good run for Stan. Stan's getting a pretty good break there, and uh, he's putting his money to work, and uh, he's got him a good ride. And not a flashy race car by no means. As a matter of fact, if you were a betting man and you had a pool with perhaps a group of buddies in the grandstands. You would probably never put a nickel on this race car just to take a look at right. it. But, uh, you know, you had made mention, hey, keep an eye on this 99. I brought that to the fans. I told them, and you made me look good, man. Uh, I appreciate that. That thing will run. I mean, it, it hauled a mail, and he proved it by driving off in the heat race. And uh, it was a good show. I mean, I, I, I would have liked to have seen him draw a different pill, but the three pill was drawn, and that's how it was. And, and uh, we inverted the top three, and it put Paget on the pole. But. You know, no, nevertheless, uh, one time I think Eric Platt was running with him. Eric Platt's got him a good motor now. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty good late model race, considering that we missed all the big guys like the, the Collinses and the Whiteners and the Sean Smiths and the Nosbicks and, you know, the Roger Krauses and the Jeff Matthews. We missed them guys. But still, without a doubt, man, it was one of the best late model races we've seen. The track was on. I've got to take a minute here, Billy, and, and give credit to Larry and Eric Fink. They started early on Saturday morning and just continued to thrash on this racetrack. And I, I took a lap with Larry in the water truck just for the heck of it, walk, uh, you know, driving around with him. And, and, and I'm asking Larry, kind of trying to get into his mind a little bit, you know, because I know nothing about setting up these tracks like you guys do. I mean, I've been around it for many, many years. But, you know, it, it, I just have never really looked at these formulas. But uh, in the recipe that it takes with the weather, I mean, you right. got, everything's got to come together. Right. I said, Larry, you know, talk about this track tonight. He said, man, this is the most perfect weather that right. you can ask for right. for a dirt track race tonight, simply because you don't have the sun beating on it, drying it up. You don't have holding, the wind. The wind the, wasn't blowing. That's right. Holding the moisture, this track was super smooth. Scott Lagacy gave him a lot of credit. Uh, certainly uh, everybody in victory lane, Daryl Padgett, able to run up on the bottom, up on the top, wherever he wanted to go. But to Larry and Eric, man, what an amazing job they did Saturday night. I thought the racetrack was awesome, and uh, a lot of people don't understand, but, you know, it, it's a whole lot easier when you can control the water and Mother Nature don't. But, exactly. 
you know, when you get into the rainy season, the water's still sitting at the bottom of the track, and when you start riding on it, it's like, if you walk on it, it's like walking on a mattress. So you got to remember one thing, it's, you, you can't pack that. You have, to, you have to have a surface underneath it that you pack, too, and when that water pushes into there, it stays hard, it makes for a good racing service, and the same way with the top of the racetrack. But I thought the racetrack was awesome. This was like a speed week track. This is something you see during speed week when you don't have any rain. That's right. You see what I'm saying? And then, don't get me wrong, you didn't have the wind. Sometimes during speed week we'll have one windy day, and the track will be real fast that night because it'll be blacked over. But this week, I mean, it was it was really tacky. I think it was good. I really think, like I said, when the show was over, I think we could have turned around and ran the whole show again and the track been just as beautiful as it was when we stopped the first time, yeah. the second time around. Yeah, took just a little bit of rubber, yeah. not too much. Yeah, but it was perfect. The top, yeah, the top was, was fine as long as you kept rolling in the top. Plenty like of cushion left. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think if we had to run, if we had to run a 200 lap late model race on that deal Saturday night, the racetrack would have been awesome. You would have, you'd have been able to hold it. Who was the? Of course, Jamie Carter won in the modified, but somebody had jumped up upstairs and just started coming towards the front, and then they had to set it down and. I don't know, ended up about mid-pack. I just can't remember who it was. I remember watching them. Maybe that was in the late model race. Who was it, Billy? You made a comment down at the other end of the tower. You said, oh, my, look at this. And it was just a hell of a show. I think, I think it, was it was in the heat race. I think it was in the late model race, and I thought it was David Clegg. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, race yeah it was Clegg. Yes, sir. Yeah, you get, yeah. But it, the problem was is when, when he got on top of the racetrack and three or four guys watched him do it, they got on top of the racetrack, too. But, you know, the racetrack was awesome, man. The racetrack, we had a very good show. It was uh, something we'd never done before on the, in the November, late November, like we did. Uh, the grandstand might have been a little down, but the racers had a great time, and we got done 10-15. Yeah. And we, we didn't tear up anything. That's what matters. And, and uh, BJ and Cindy, his uh, wife, were out there, and they just uh, wanted to make a comment on our Dirt World show at Yahoo.com. They had a blast out there. And uh, he's got a, a question he wants us to ask Keith Briggs. And I don't know, you worked there all season. He just uh, made mention of some whipped cream, so we'll ask Keith about that when we get him on the line. So uh, got just a few more minutes, and we will, in fact, get Keith on the line. But uh, um, Ocala, Friday night. Ocala, Friday night was the last night of the season. We had um, 18, 19 late models. Had a good show. Mark Whitener put on a show, and uh, something happened to Patrick Williams' car in a heat race. At, at, uh, we had a, a caution, and the car never refired. It was actually we had a red flag, and the car never refired, and uh, they pushed him into pit. So he started deep in the field, and he ran second. But... Um, Sean Smith and, and, and Shane Williams had an unbelievable run for this championship they had going on, and I had no clue how, how many points would separate them. I don't get involved in that kind of deal, but I guess when it was all said and done, Shane beat Sean by one point. And Shane, or Sean wants a recount. Well, they got a recount, and, I mean, it came out right. What happens is at Ocala Speedway, you get five points for showing up. And that's where the difference was. Sean thought he won by four, but Shane won by one, so you that's point deal there and you take them five points away and i mean that's a difference but shame uh sean missed one week and he knows which week it was but he missed and uh that's what that's what equaled out but congratulations to shane williams on the the um the late model championship at ocala speedway for the first year back on dirt and uh congratulations to all the champions david miller jr who uh who ran there and won the race Saturday night. Hey, what happened with that deal? Now, I just got news Saturday afternoon that uh, he won the race, David Miller Jr., and was DQ'd. What happened? I had no news of that. All I knew was the fact that he won it and was stripped from it. What, what happened? happened was another driver put up the money to, to, to protest the suspension on the car, and uh, they had looked at the suspension, and the tech guy said that, yeah, the suspension was wrong. I think it came, with, came about with the um, wheelbase. One side of the car was short and the other, but uh, 
but they were trying to think they were trying to think that somebody did a visual was not a visual protest it was a money in hand protest okay, deal okay. and uh that that's what happened but i mean that's 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 a part of it when somebody puts the money for right. a thousand win you got to be expecting somebody's going to look at something right. and uh with the year that david miller's having he still take nothing from david miller he still won the championship he still is a he had a great season i mean and so so had grady grady's had a great season over there too and you know, it's just one of them tough things. Problems for Grady. Saturday night was able to come out and practice, and I think he got, I don't know, halfway through a heat race. What he happened? Didn't, no, he didn't even take Never the, didn't make, make yeah, it. Yeah, he hit the gas and practice, and the drive shaft broke. But, you know, Friday night at Ocala, Grady had a problem with the suspension and broke the suspension on his car. So anytime you start messing with the suspension, the rear suspension, yeah. when you put your – it might tweak the drive shaft. It could have been tweaked yeah. on Friday night. You see what I'm saying? And as soon as he as soon as he slammed the gas on on Saturday to Twisted. take – yeah, and it, it's been the drive shaft right out. That was a bad bad luck deal for Grady. Yeah. I mean, Friday night and Saturday night, he had uh, Mr. Tovet let him drive the double OT on Friday night at Ocala just to continue to get his points and stuff like that. But, you know, all in all, this year, I mean, with the job that Mike Peters done at Ocala and, and putting the dirt on the on top of the asphalt and, uh, you know, got, a, got, him a, got him a good surface there. It's a tacky surface and uh, had a great year. You want to do a hot shot or uh, the professor first? Um, no matter who we get first, what, whatever. Hey, before we go to break and uh, get Keith Briggs on the line, uh, news came to Volusia Speedway Park, well, actually last week on some message boards, uh, primarily Karnak. It was said that somebody had posted that Putnam has opened their tire rule. And then so many people responded to this saying, boy, I'm glad, you know, this track is making an effort, really trying to, you know, kind of uh, make it more driver-friendly by opening the tire rule. You know, when I just kind of sat back after reading some of those posts and said, you know, here you got four tracks that have formed an alliance, and it, the dirt track racing in Florida has never been closer than it is now and will develop into in 2009. So then, you know, I felt that way. I found it just sounded interesting to me. And then, of course, Saturday night, we understand Putnam abruptly closed their doors, and we got, I, I guess, uh, supposedly got about 10 of their race cars. I didn't see them all. We got a call um, about 6.30 and said Putnam had canceled. Well, it wasn't raining. It wasn't raining. It wasn't snowing. Nope. It's a little bit cold, but I won't mention any names. About uh, halfway through, I talked to one driver, and he told me that. I said, what happened? He said they had canceled because there was no cars. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry that the, sorry that, that had to happen at any racetrack, but, you know, we were the only dirt track that was racing. I mean, I, I don't think East Bay, I don't know what they had going on, but I know that Lake City wasn't racing. They got right. their big turkey trot this weekend up right, right. in them's place, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe everybody's out of money. I just thought that was interesting. You know, I mean, Putnam has, has struggled so much in the past several years. And you get this news, they're opening up the tire rule. Things are looking good. All of a sudden, they're closed. So, mm-hmm. you know, more more trouble up there in uh, Satsuma. The plight of Putnam County Speedway continues. Tell you know, like a dark cloud over the place. I'm telling you, man, it, it's, it's terrible because, Billy, I mean, I don't have to tell you, uh, you know so much about that the entire racetrack and the success that you had there and, and the potential that that little speed plant's got, man. And it's just, it's really sad that it comes down to management and ownership that, that keeps this track in peril like it does. Right. You're, you're exactly right, man. And then we get Keith on the phone. He could talk about it. He was up there a couple of years ago with us, and uh, maybe he knows a little bit more about uh, it. Come to the conclusion, Keith Briggs is following you, Billy Osborne. You don't think so? Yeah, no, I think he is. Follow us back from the break, folks. We'll be right back with more Dirt World.
presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? I don't think so. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light manhandler of the scrambler. Because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Mr. Designer's cable TV hooker up. Bud Light beer, and I suppose St. Louis, Missouri. This is Law Menchie, number 23. We're down here in East Bay. We're on Dirt World with Billy the Kid and Joe Dirt. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. It's time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. This is Dirt World. Thank you, Jack, and welcome back, everybody, to Dirt World. Here, our Thanksgiving 2008 installment on RealRacingUSA.com. As always, I am Joe Dirt. I am Billy the Kid. And as promised, we've got a hot shot on the line right now, a young man that drove his way to the 2008 Ocala Speedway Championship, driving the Extreme Motorsports number 19T, this little Ford from the stable in Mount Dora, Florida, with us tonight, Keith Briggs. Keith, how are you, buddy? Great. How are you guys doing tonight? They are fantastic, man. First of all, thank you so much for spending a few minutes. It's, uh, of course, kicking off the holidays here officially tonight. And uh, thank you so much for spending a few minutes, Keith. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Keith, uh, you know, I, I, let's get right down to the, the core of, of what did this for you this season. Certainly your driving ability, but, you know, you guys epitomize what short track racing is all about. I mean, the, the core of this team is, is indeed a strong family tie. And then, of course, you have uh, – so many friends and extended family surrounding this entire race team. And uh, whether you raced at Volusia Speedway Park several years ago, uh, transferred over to Putnam County Speedway, now at Ocala, the, the one main uh, component has remained unchanged with you guys, and that's a strong family. And I think that, that obviously did a lot for you this season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> a lot of family ties here in this race team for sure. And uh, we just enjoy it. We have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, that's what racing's all about, for us anyway. You know, uh, I hate to bring this up, but the season started out bad for your family. And, man, I, I know with the season that you had, you had an angel riding with you the whole time. And uh, I just want to say that uh, coming back from the, what you guys went through, this was awesome, man. I mean, the championship at Ocala and to win as many races as you won and to watch Frank get out there and his, he he had a couple cars this year and watch him get better and better and uh his son yeah the son to do the same thing i mean you guys were three cars strong every week and one week you guys put uh, Tony Lewis in one of your cars i mean you guys are pretty much committed to Ocala Speedway and i think it pretty much worked out for you yeah it definitely has um and back to what you were saying with the angel thing that that has uh, definitely helped me out a lot this year with my brother Todd i um uh, run his number and of course my uncle passing away last year he was definitely a big fixture on this race team and uh they're truly missed and they are definitely with me every single week that's for sure yeah 
and, and you know, right right down at the, the heart of this, of course, you got Chris. I mean, she's so close with you. And, you know, you drive the race car, but let me tell you, man, her and Frank, I mean, the commitment that they have and the work that they, you know, the sweat and the blood that just pours out of them and into that race car. They're awesome. It, dude, it is so apparent every Friday night, Saturday night, wherever you guys are, that, that, that it's just – Believe me, Keith, you got people looking at you saying, wow, I mean, he has got it all together here. And like I said, it epitomizes what, what everybody tries to accomplish on a on a race night. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, I got the easy job out of it all pretty much. My sister and brother-in-law, they own the team. Um, you know, they, they're the ones that put all the hours in at work. Um, you know, they 60, 70 hours a week to, to pay for these race cars to go to the track to enjoy it every single week. And, you know, it's, it's definitely all them. I just get the easy job of driving. My nephew, Christopher, now is home. Um, he went and spent some time in the military defending our country, and thankfully he's home safe with us now. And he got himself a car for this year, and he's having a time of his life too. And it's it, it, it's so much beyond even the racing for us, doing everything as a family and as one unit. And we fight together and race together. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Chris, now Halloween, uh, we were talking on the front straightaway during the uh, Lids Off Late Model event, and uh, you actually had this uh, little Ford for sale. This thing has been a uh, pretty close part of your family, this little race car, for, for a few years now. And uh, uh, I guess the question is, any bites, uh, anybody going to buy this race car, any leads? Well, there's been a lot of people interested in it. Uh, you know, of course, right now with the economy, the issue is, the, uh, <laughs> of course, the price in it. But, you know, there's been a, a lot of people you know, tried to ask for something lower, but, you know, the, with the amount of money that's, you know, involved in this car and, and like you said, the sentimental value, it's, it's so hard for us to, to even get rid, get rid yeah, of it, you know, and we just you, assume you put it in the corner. and. Yeah, you're realistic. You, you realize that you'll never get out of it what you've got in it, whether it's monetary or, or anything like that. Not the even close. Not even. You're lucky if you can get 30, 40% out of your race yeah, car. What's that the in number it? you were throwing around on the front straightaway seemed like a pretty damn good bargain to me, buddy. Let me tell you. I mean, you're. Well, yeah. You know, pretty much my sister, all she was asking really was is, um, you know, what it costs for the motor, um, sure. which was 6500 bucks, And pretty much you get the whole car turnkey. But, you know, like I said, with the economy the way it is right now and stuff, it's pretty tough. No doubt. Now, the uh, the discussion was you perhaps moving up a couple of ranks. Is that actually going to be realized as well for 2009? Well, it's, um, as of right now, I would um, I would say no, because <laughs> nothing's been finalized uh, yet. But there is some things in the works. Uh, you know us. You never know. we got <laughs> four cars now. You know, who knows? We're race car stupid right at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're never race car stupid. You know, you sit here and we talk and... Uh, seeing you at your lowest point, seeing you at your highest point. Um, this is a guy that has a championship at Volusia, um, family, a team around him that could pretty much pull anybody's spirits up. Um, you got yourself a late model win at Putnam when I was up there. You know, what What? What would you like to do? That's my question. Would you like to, to move up to a different class? Would you like to stay? I mean, everybody yeah. wants to move up and better themselves, but... What's on your mind? Yeah, I would definitely like to move up for sure. Um, you know, I, I guess I would just like to, you know, not that it's more um, challenging or what have you, but, um, you know, the more you move up, the faster you go, the harder to get. And right. I would definitely, yes, I would definitely like to move up and, and, and move on and, 
and try to go after some of these guys like the Millers and, and Grady Christian or, you know, like you said, you know, the Legacies and uh, the Sean Smiths and all them guys, you know, that would definitely be a lot of fun. I think it's time, though, Keith. I mean, I, I really do. I think you're personally have been groomed, and, and you're in a position right now, you know, with your driving ability physically, mentally, certainly, and your experience that I, I think, you know, you're, you're, you're ripe, man. You're ready to go. I <laughs> well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're um, we're worrying around some options. We're trying some different things, and you know, we're it's here or there. Like I said, you know, a big thing with us is, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of, um, you know, you wouldn't know it by looking at our cars, um, but we don't have a lot of big sponsors. You know, ninety nine percent of everything that we have comes out of uh, my sister and brother in law's pocket. You know, they fund everything from working their, um, you know daily job every week and you know so a lot of it's got to do with finances and so on and so forth but we're working on some things you know um, i've seen them do stranger things i've seen them <laughs> you know miss payments and so on and so forth just so we got racing tires so you, you never know what them two can come up with besides winning the championship tell me one more memorable moment for this year well one more memorable moment for this year. I'd have to say. Um, I mean, you had so many wins, you can't pick one of them. You know, I don't. I really don't think it was the wins. I, I tell you the truth. You know, last Friday night, um, I guess I, you would say I pulled my mulligan at Ocala Speedway. I drove like uh, it was the first time in my race car for some reason, and um, I actually got more congratulations after that race. Um, what had happened was real quick is uh, I already knew this was the answer. But come up through the back, you know, through the back of the pack, got up there, and on the last lap, I got into the leader, Johnny Zachary, and I'd like to congratulate him on his uh, victory for that, for the, you know, Friday night also. And I actually set him down through the infield, and and I think I called myself everything under the sun going down the back stretch, and I just let off a little bit and let him get his come back on the track, get a spot back, and and actually I got more um, congratulations. <laughs> And, uh, you know, kind of that a boys for that than I did for the 13 victories this year. Well, I don't think you realize, and that's the same thing I told you Friday night when it was over. Like I said before when you, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this was, I knew this was what you was going to pick. That's why I led up to it. But if people, I'm sure everybody that's listening, if you didn't see it, what happened is you did get into the, into the leader. You were second. You got into him coming off a of turn two or in the middle of two. Yep. Went into the infield, you got off the dog leg and just let out the gas. Yeah. He drove back up in front of you. He came around and don't get me wrong, when you when he got his momentum back up, you pressured him again, you you sure. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You did the right thing. But that was a gentleman's move. Anybody else would have put him in the infield and went on and won the race. And then the worst part about it is you know who you know who you know who you put on the spot? Me. Because then, what do you do? Do you give do you give the win to the sec, to the third place guy or the second place guy? Right, you give exactly. it to Zachary who was leading it. So what yeah. you did was took a lot of pressure off me because you let him gather back up and win the race. <laughs> so yeah. for that, I want to say I appreciate it. Yeah. But you know, Keith, what I was saying was is that was a gentleman's move, and I told you that on the race team when the race was over. I yeah. thought that was I thought, and, and and you know what? I, I never put it past you to do that. Thanks. And I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't either because that's just Keith Briggs. Well, you know, a lot of them guys, they were, you know, I want to race race everybody clean. You know, you, you're going to have race incidents, and right. and we always try to race everybody the way, the way we want to be raced. And, right. and, and I just, I was so mad at myself, to be honest with you. To tell you the truth, I expected him to slide up. He normally did, and I was planning on diving to the bottom like I right. normally do, and he sucked. And 
you know, I just happened to stick it there, and he was there, and right. it was just so wrong. And and now he was just as happy. Yeah, and you know, he deserves it. It was his yeah. first win for the year, and like I said, you know, it ain't like we needed you know to do another one or whatever. And Johnny works so hard, and we've worked together. We've given him some parts this year to try to help him get along. And you know, him and his family are great people. His girlfriend, I think, gave me the biggest hug I think I've ever had that night. And uh, right. you know, it's just we try to trying to help everybody along. You know, this racing's hard as it is, and if we all can get along and keep our stuff straight, we can have a lot of fun. But there's two 19 cars there, 19T and 19C. I want to know about the C car. And when the C car, Paul Combass, the first night he won, he said, I finally outran the 19T. <laughs> no. And he didn't mean anything about it. He didn't yeah, mean right. anything about it. He has no hard feelings with Briggs. He has no hard feelings with his stream. But let me tell you something. When you go there and you outrun the 19T car, yeah. you've done something. You but Combass, I think, got better and better as the year went on and on. Well, the yeah. day that was there, Halloween, Keith. Yeah, he Paul. Just, dude, he was handing it to you. I mean, he was just, uh, you, you had nothing for him. And I haven't been there a lot this year, and I was talking to the, the pace truck driver, and I said, man, is this, this other 19 car new? He goes, oh, he's there every week. Yeah. He's just gotten better over the season. Yeah, yeah he, he, he got better did. as the year went on. Yeah, and then Mike let us take the weight off the car, which helped us, you know, because Paul right, got so much bank. faster, and right. and we got rid of the weight, and that helped us back up there, too. But then, you know, just circumstances, we didn't even get a chance to really see, you know, where we both stand. We, You know, our two cars are definitely um, right up there in the, the top of the fastest cars there, for sure. And But Paul's been racing for 30 years, you know. I've learned right. some good things from him this year, too, and... You know, he's given me some, you know, different pointers on some different things. I mean, he's really excellent on the pavement. You know, and he's just trying to get his feet wet in the dirt thing, but it didn't take him long. He picked it up real quick, and he's definitely going to be uh, hard to beat next year. What are you doing tomorrow, Keith? What's the plans for Turkey Day? Uh, we're just going to sit around. My sister's, you know, going to do her usual ham and turkey thing, and, you know, I'll just sit around and eat and continue working on this uh, belly of mine and watch some football. and. <laughs> You think them Giants got anything for the uh, stretch here? I'm sorry? You think them Giants got anything for the stretch? I think they're going to be tough, don't you? Yeah, man. Well, hello, <laughs> hello, upstater, man. We had to talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, Billy was saying Monday night, man, we could see Giants in the Jets. I mean, that's realistic this year. Oh, that definitely would be a good show, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Oh, heck yeah. Well, Keith, you've damn sure given us good shows all season, and for the several years we've watched you race locally here, man, and Certainly wish you all the best in your 2009 ventures, and uh, obviously just have a wonderful holiday, and it was a pleasure having you on the program tonight, buddy. Thank you guys, too, so much. You guys take care of yourself and also have a good holiday. And uh, I'd like to send a big hi out real quick to all my friends and family out there at FloridaFlagstand.com, all listening on the chat room. Hello, everybody, and uh, hope everybody has a safe holiday. See you next year. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Good night, buddy. Hotshot Keith Briggs from Mount Dora, Florida. Uh, good insight on what's happening uh, throughout the 2008 season with that amazing run that he had. And, of course, uh, hope good things happen for him next year. You know, we, we talked about it, and I don't think you can stress it enough. If you don't know the extreme racing team, oh, man. you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, great group of people. Um, great family. Um, you go to a trailer, you need anything, they'll give it to you. If he's got to pull something off his race car that he ain't using, he'll give it to you. That's how they are. People don't understand that, but, you know, what a great, awesome year that Keith Briggs had, and it's good to see that, you know, Frank's in the racing, and he's getting, you know, he's had, he's got better as the year went on, and uh, like he said, Chris was racing, I mean, Chris Prouty, and, and you know, you, you watch this deal, it's a family deal, you know, and, and you'd be unbelievable, I, I guarantee you there's not 
one or two or three people in that pit area don't go by and say hey to the Briggs and you know to the Proudies and, and that's what it's about you know and uh, Keith Briggs had a great year he won 13 races and he is your 2008 Ocala mini stock champion absolutely and as promised when we come back on our next segment of Dirt World we'll have the two-time O'Reilly Southern All-Stars late model champion consecutive absolutely out of Ocala Florida the professor when we come back on Dirt World The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Daryl Badgett, driver of the number 46, Wells Brothers Farms Ford. You're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World. This is Real Racing USA, and you're listening to Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much, Jack Smith. And, uh, of course, our Thanksgiving 2008 edition of Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. As always, my good buddy Billy the Kid in studio with myself, Joe Dirt. And as we promised, ladies and gentlemen, the five-time National Late Model Southern Dirt Tour Series champion, and, of course, the two-time consecutive O'Reilly Auto Parts Southern All-Stars Late Model Series champion, our good friend from Ocala, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the professor, Ivan at Lloyd. Ivy, thanks for being with us, buddy. How y'all doing tonight? Fantastic, man. It means a lot to talk to you. We, of course, uh, used to see you so much down here you know, in Florida. And then, of course, things started going real well with your career. Obviously, with the uh, O'Reilly Southern All-Stars, you've really made a name for yourself there. But, but uh, Ivan, I'll tell you the success you've enjoyed here over the past couple of seasons has been unprecedented, man, and you just got to know everybody is certainly, you know, all your, your old-time fans down here in the uh, central part of Florida are definitely keeping an eye on you, man, and congratulations on the championship. Oh, thank you. I, I, we try to make it around here as much as we can. Um, I don't think I made it over to, uh, I used to see a Volusia. I'd, I'd pop in there usually once, about once a month, and hey, man. we just haven't had enough time to, to get back over there here lately. That's all right. I know you had some good success uh 
Uh, certainly uh, ran a few times at Ocala this year, and uh, just been great for you, man. And, and, and you know, to be able to wrap up a consecutive Southern All Star Series championship is is just is, what an accomplishment. But you know, we we said this to another driver last Wednesday night, man. You're a regional runner with top notch national talent. I think uh, time to uh, I, I don't know. Uh, let's go national, Ivy. It's you know, right now we're just we're, we're looking at some different things for next year. We're, we're definitely you know not going to go. Go run the southern all the southern all star races again next year. Um, that's kind of we're looking at right now. We really don't know exactly how many we're going to run, but we're going to start off. And we're going to try and run the first. Uh, I think it's the first eight Lucas Oil races. Nice. Um, after Speed Weeks is over, we're kind of getting geared up for Speed Weeks right now, and I, I think we may get out a little bit more next year to some of the bigger races, and you know, we try our hand at it and and see how we do. The the big races have a have a real big car count. And it's uh, it's quite an expense to go to them, but that's kind of what we're gearing up to right now. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, uh, you know, we've seen you make shows in February at uh, Volusia during the Dirt Car Nationals. You mentioned the Lucas Oil Late Model Series, those guys running over at East Bay. But are you going to try to make some uh, perhaps UMP shows or World of Outlaws at Volusia? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely run. Um, as of right now, our schedules, uh, we're trying to put it all together. We're going to try and run every race during Speed Weeks. Um, I don't know how many nights at Golden Isles. I think it's four or five. Right. And then the, the six at East Bay and then the six at Volusia. Um, that's that's kind of what we're trying to piece together now and get everything ready. We ride up and down the road all summer going up into Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee racing and they come they come to my backyard, you know, it's, it's time to race <laughs> you know, race here. Through in the past, you know, running the limited cars down here with the with the spec tires, we were at a, a big disadvantage with them guys come speed weeks trying to race with them because we didn't know the tires and didn't really know our cars. Um but that, that's not the case now. And I think last year, I know we made every race at Brunswick. I didn't get to go to East Bay because we had some uh, some motor problems after after Brunswick we, we encountered. And we got that fixed, and we went to Volusia. And uh, every night that I finished the, the heat race, we made it in the show. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to going back. I think I was actually leading the heat race there this year. Uh, not the radiator out of it. Yeah, that's right. But I have a, that's a good point you make. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. I talk about in February the fact that, you know, we got a few local guys sprinkled in, and I, and I feel, you know, if they have the same resources equipment-wise and, and certainly the knowledge of the tires like you do, and you know how important tires are, but the fact that that's your racetrack, that you know that racetrack, you know its characteristics, the changes that uh, that happen on that particular track, I think you do have a clear advantage. And so many people, they just disagree. They said, hey, look, it's a level playing field. And I, I tell them, man, look, you know, you, you got to have it at Lloyd out here. This guy knows how to get around here. He knows you know, just about every every bump on this racetrack knows everything about it like the back of his hand. And, you know, with the resources, you're going to definitely have an advantage. And, and I'm glad you said that. It It, it is. I, I think there's definitely an advantage to knowing the racetrack and racing over there quite a bit. The disadvantage comes in, you know, down here we run the, the steel motor, the limited motors, um, and we race on a spec tire. Um, now, during speed weeks, you're racing on a UMP tire, which which they're a little bit different, which I think Volusia, actually, you run them there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest thing is, is with those cars, with the open motors, motors that are, them, uh, you have a lot, have a lot more, more motor available, available to you. To you. The car costs a little bit different things, and your driving um, needs to be, you have to drive those cars a little different. And, you know, when you line up against them guys that race professionally full-time all year long, and them guys are running 80 and 90 races a year, they definitely have an advantage on you. Um, we raced, uh, I think, I think we raced 64 times this year, and we've got one more to go this weekend. And still we're off. I was looking on the Internet last night, and I seen where Clint Smith has run something like 
110 races this year. You know, so Lord. you're a uh, it helps being in the car 64 times or 65 times a year. Um, when I come home to race, I think that's always been one of my biggest benefits to racing around here. When the guys locally race 25 or 30 times a year, and I'm racing 60 times for the last five or six years, it helps a bunch, but it puts me at a little disadvantage when you look next to you and Clint Smith's there, and this this cat's raced 110 times, you know. So yeah, it, no doubt. It all comes to play. The funny thing about that is... Okay, that is the real racing uh, dog pound right there. I've got five of them for Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the dogs in the studio. There you go. But uh, No, my son just actually walked in. So, Nonetheless, uh, you know, you talk about Clint Smith. I mean, the World of Outlaws, I mean, I think they had just under 60 races. So the fact that, you know, the World of Outlaws that he has dedicated 2008 to, well, the past several seasons, you know, you got to add those other, you know, uh, damn near 60 races to that, and those are just different shows that he travels when he's not racing with the, the World of Outlaws. So, I mean, there's a guy that, that's certainly committed, and, and you are too, but, you know, Billy was talking about, and, and you had mentioned that, you know, you guys got one more show. Actually, going to be in a different car this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, in the car that I drove at the showdown. Um, it's, it's for Mac Liptrad up in uh, uh, Brunswick, Georgia, and I drove... Uh, Drove his car up at Brunswick for the showdown, and I actually drove it at a Ray Miller show up there a couple of weeks ago, and and probably going to drive it some next year for him. Um, trying to talk him actually into you know doing the Ocala Volusia trip on the weekend whenever whenever we're home to save me from having to change motors and stuff because I I really like going to Ocala. Uh, it's you know I live five miles from the racetrack and I do like the racetrack. I still consider Volusia my home track because Ocala's been paved for so long. <laughs> you know I go to Volusia so much and I I do like the bigger tracks and I'm I'm usually a lot better on the bigger racetracks. You know, so. you were saying, and uh, just want to ask the question. You were saying you're going to try to run, you're going to, or you're going to run the first. Your schedule is to try to run the first eight Lucas Oil races. Will you begin? Can you run for Rookie of the Year in that series? Ah, uh, no. I've actually talked to Richie uh, Lewis, the guy, the director for the for the Lucas, and I've, I've I can't run for the. I don't believe I can actually run for the Rookie of the Year. They wouldn't let me do it in the Southern All-Stars because I've actually ran too many of their races in the past. Okay, okay. Um, and I, I think I may be in the same situation with the with the Lucas Oil deal. Now, that, it may be a little different. I'm not sure. The travel is, is the main thing. They have the road to Wheatland is their first, right. first part of their season, and there's some bonus money in there if you can keep yourself up in the points, uh, which pays our fuel bill because when I have to go to, let's just take, say, for example, um, like last weekend I went to Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, that is seven hours for me from from here in Ocala to Cleveland. Um, the first Lucas eight Lucas races, we'll have to actually go to I think Illinois once, Ohio once. Pretty sure Hagerstown, Maryland is in that, and then you have to go to to Wheatland, Missouri for the for the actually for the uh, the race that they have out there. The rest of the races, I, I believe, out of the first eight are I think Duck River, which is in Tennessee, North Georgia. I think Talladega is in there, which I race at quite a bit. So it's kind of half and half. You know, half of them will have to make a long trip, and the other half, four races, I think, are actually tracks I would be going to anyhow through the year. Um, that's the reason why we looked at that. And Richie, the way he explained it to me was with the bonus money, how you've got yourself up at the points, basically the bonus money would help pay my fuel bill to go and get to race with them guys. You know, we get to race with them guys during speed weeks, and right. we know most of them guys pretty well. And. It's a lot of fun to go out there and race with them guys at places, you know, especially at places you've never been. It's just a learning experience, and I mean, you get your butt kicked sometimes when you do that, most of the time. But 
you know, it's a lot of fun going to them places you've never been to and race. It's like me. I've, I've never even been to Illinois, so it'd be kind of cool to get there and race. Nice. Right. I mean, you know, you talk about some of the traveling you got to do in 2008 and committing to the Lucas Oil deal, but, you know, you've had a solid crew around you for so many years. Is that going to remain unchanged? I mean, talk about perhaps some of the changes that you've made crew-wise. I know your dad's going to be there with you every step of the way, and, man, he's just so so instrumental in the success of that program. But uh, what other kind of changes? You bringing anybody different along with you, or what's happening? Right now, we're actually. It'd be nice to find someone to that would actually be able to go out on the road with us. Uh, we've we've got a guy that comes by the shop, Mark Hull, uh, just a friend that's uh, been hanging around for a long time. He got to go to more races this year, and it was just one more hand, a helping hand. Yeah, man. To, to take care of that stuff, the open tire racing, you you carry a lot of tires. You have to do a lot of tire buffing them, grooving them, um, getting them on the race car. So you need that that extra hand. And I still got JB Harris with me, uh, who's been with me for two years now. And was a was a big plus to me. Uh, been around racing. He was uh, Earl Pearson drove for his dad, uh, running the Havocampa stuff back oh, wow. several years ago. So JB's no stranger. He knows Earl real well, as I do. And Stephen Sims, Rojo's son, um, who's right, been right. with me for ten years, and who I I owe you know most of my success to in, in the last several years. Russ just just constantly been able to run good. Um, you know, we we very seldom fell out of races and. If we had a bad night, that means we'd run fifth. And if we had a good night, you know, we could win, you know, two races over the weekend or three races over the weekend. And a lot of that was attributed to Stephen, um, his input. Um, he was very focused. Uh, of course, he got married again, and uh, that kind of kind of took him away a little bit. But Stephen's going to come down this winter. He's helping us build some race cars. We're getting some new race cars, and we're going to try and start the season. Uh, this year, we started the season with two race cars ready to go and next year we're going to try and you know, up that by one more so we'll have three complete race cars sitting here to go from the choose so right now you know it's going to kind of maintain the same with my dad here you know, i can't go anywhere without my dad he, he's always there um my biggest thing with my father is um the motor program he's able to keep my motors up he does every everything from his you know from washing the race car to cleaning out the truck and the trailer um to servicing the motors and, and that's a big plus um it, it would take one one person, you know, all week just just to keep up with the motor program. You know, these things, the motors are the most expensive part of the racing, and you have to take care of them, them motors. And with my father here changing the oil in them, setting the valves, making sure the carburetors are cleaned out, I attribute that and having Stephen, JB, and Mark around taking care of the other stuff that allows me to take care of the business side of it, paying the bills, sure. getting the money to race with, ordering tires, making sure we have everything. You know, it, it's definitely a team effort. No doubt. You, know, you, you talk about Marky Hull, man. I, I tell you, this young man, I remember, you know, in the grandstands, he would ask me, hey, Joe, if Ivan wins, can I come down and get an autograph and a picture? And I'd say, of course, man. You know, he's your driver. Come on down. And and to see him be able to integrate himself into your team like he's done has really been cool, man, because I've been watching, you know, what happens down there in the work area, and I'll see him traveling with you, see him wherever, and, man, he's just such a part of that team. And that's a, that's a Cinderella story. Here's a kid that... Uh, a young man that's got a great family out of Ocala really took to you as a, as a fan first, and then uh, now to be able to work on that car and work you know elbow to elbow with you, man. Yeah, I think you made his dream come true, buddy. Yeah, I, I think Mark liked it. He just he just left the shop here a little while ago, and uh, you know it, it, it's kind of odd. Yeah, I've actually known Mark um, as a teenager, you know, hanging out at, at night around town here and stuff. I actually knew right. Mark then, and would see him at the races, and he started coming by the shop and. You know, asking for a T-shirt and just kind of hanging out. Him and my dad were, you know, buddies pretty good. And uh, yeah. you know, Mark 
asked if he'd go to the races with us. And he'd always ask, you know, hey, you got room? You know, can I go? And I was like, yeah, pile in the truck, you know. And uh, it just it just led from that to him coming by the shop, and, and now he's become, you know, a, a pretty instrumental part of the stuff. He helps my dad out. My dad's 73, so he, he don't, you know, he's not really springing up, you know, um, <laughs> moving real fast there. So, you know, Mark helps my dad with stuff like that. And to people that race just on the weekends um, when they unload their cars on Thursdays and they get ready to go for the Saturday night program, which which, which is great. I mean, that, that's what makes this sport such a such a, a great thing to be involved in is, Yep. is you can do that stuff and, and have a good time on the weekends to the level that we race at right. where you have to have, you know, one full-time person constantly working on this race car. I mean, it's a five-day-a-week job because we're racing yep. the other two days. Um, so you have to have people like Mark um, in place and, and JB and Steven to make sure the equipment's taken care of so I can do my part, um, which is kind of, I would say in the last three years, I've been more hands-off the racing than I have anything else. But I've got to make sure bills are paid. I got to make sure we, you know, have fuel in the truck. That's right. The truck payments made. Everything's done. Um, so we're prepared to go race. And you know, I'm part time, full time racer. And you know, w- when you get up to the, the like Clint Smith and Clanton and Earl and them guys are racing, well, they have three full time guys. That that's that's all they do all week. You know, it's 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 amazing how everything can come together. Um, with our little our little gang of people here, sometimes it amazes me how we can get stuff done. Hard, my man. That is hard. Well, Ivan and Lloyd, always a pleasure. And uh, go, Billy. I just wanted to ask what it was like to have a car in the prelude. <laughs> it was. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it was pretty cool till the hood flew off. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty fast till then too. <clears throat> yeah, and actually, we were having some some fuel some fuel delivery problems um, with a fuel pump. We just gotten that motor back from Pro Power. Uh, it was a, it was a big motor, you know. In Eldora, you got to have as much motor as you can take. Right. And uh, you know, David, uh, me and David are good, remain good friends. We used to race one race one another pretty hard at Ocala. Um, right. Matter of fact, I think we used to run into one another quite regularly. <laughs> um, Is this something that we might see in the few more years to come? Or? Yeah, I, I think I think so. Um, I think David's pretty happy with our situation. He drives he drives a car at Talladega. We go Southern All Stars has usually. Three races at Talladega. Two of those races being on the first Cup weekend and the second Cup weekend. Right. And he uh, he'll usually come over on Friday night and Saturday night because they'll race a Friday night show and then race a Saturday night Southern All Stars race. And I I fully intend on if if everything's in place, you know, to be at them races because I really like Talladega. They that place is called the Hornet's Nest, and for anybody right. that's never been there, they need to go one time, and you'll understand exactly why they call it that. One of my favorites right there, there's no doubt about it, man. Man, you'll have somebody beside you on the outside of you all night long. and So David comes over and does that, and then we did the prelude this year. We were supposed to have done it last year, and I just didn't, I didn't have the, the capability of supplying him with a car last year because I had to go somewhere and race. And this year we're able to do it, and we've already talked about next year, um, you know, supplying him a car again. It's kind of a neat deal. My dad got to get on TV, and, um, you know, it, you get to meet some of the drivers up there and stuff, and, and David comes and has a good time. And, they're, you know, we're not swapping, you know, money back and forth. I mean, he's not, not part of the program as far as helping us, you know, money-wise. Right. Um, I, I would do it for David if he was still racing, you know, at East Bay or, or O'Cal on Friday and Saturday night. Hello, I mean, Florida boy, you know. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's a good deal. Um, he has a lot. He has fun. It gets him away from the pressures of, of the cup racing. I mean, he's up there. That's his job. He's making making a ton of money. Hopefully, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing that stuff. And it, it's just kind of cool to put him in the car. And I tell you something, it gives you a little different respect for them guys. Um, you watch them guys on TV, and you know, you hear these cars are easy to drive, 
but when you can take David, who who only been in a dirt late model two or three times, and I mean, I put him in my race car and sent him out on the racetrack, and he goes out there and takes off, and he he's as fast as everybody else in the cars. You know, it it, it just gives you a different level of respect for how much talent them guys really have. Right, absolutely. Yeah, all around just raw talent. You're exactly right. You know, it, these things got. I mean, when you mash the gas on these cars, they they move, and he you know Quick. takes right up to it and. And to it's, it's a fun weekend. He brought his, uh, I think it was his Bush crew chief with him to up there, and you know we got to talking with that guy and got a little input from that guy too. Them guys, you know, they're smart. They're they're doing their job and they have a lot of resources, and you can learn from them guys. And yeah, we learn little tricks here that they're them guys are doing that'll that'll come back to you know the type of racing we're doing. And it's just a good connection all the way around. We, I mean, we still talk, you know, once once a week or once every other week. I'm going to miss his golf tournament. Uh, I guess Friday is his golf tournament and his auction uh, deal, and he's going to race East Bay Saturday night. And I'm going to miss the golf tournament this year, but I'm sure the groundskeepers are probably glad I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ivan, man, we expect, we appreciate you taking a little time out of your schedule tonight. We know you're busy, and I'll see you this weekend, man, and uh, I'll come by and hang out with you a little bit and uh, wish you the best of luck before you get there. And uh, no matter what you decide you want to do next year, we wish you the best of luck. We're behind you 100%, but Still trying to get some plans together, and we're going to go up there this weekend and drive Max's car, and, and you know, hopefully go up there and win the race. Um, it, it's kind of nice, relaxing to go get in somebody else's car. We don't have to worry about making sure you, you know, you got you can pay the bills when you get home. And uh, so I'm going to go up there, and we're going to hang out and have a good time. So I'll see you guys up there. Enjoy yeah, yourself, you. Ivan and Lloyd. All right, man. We'll see y'all later. Thank, Thank you, buddy. Bye. Good professor, always good. I tell you what, man. Uh, Ivan has come a long way in his career, and. Um, he has established himself as a, a well-known dirt lay model racer, and I think when when the time comes that he goes out and does this Lucas deal and he runs up front like he like we know he will, and uh, you know last year at Golden Isles, a lot of people don't understand, but like the first night you got all these guys there from UMP. He's fast time, but oh yeah, you know, and but I mean, that doesn't surprise me uh, with his ability. Man. It, it really does. Doesn't. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I think Ivan and Lloyd is a really good race car driver. He's got a lot of experience. I I think he's one good break away from being a, a World of Outlaw feature winner or a right. Lucas Oil feature winner. And the worst part about it is when that happens, better look out. Yeah, well, you know, you heard it in his voice, the confidence that he has coming down in February. Right. You know, lead the heat race at Volusia, you know, with the radiator problems. I mean, you know, this is in a field of 80 cars trying right. to get in to a, to a feature event. The confidence in his voice, and it just seems like a whole nother level when we reach 2009, the Dirt Car Nationals. I, I think we're going to see some great stuff out of him. Sweetheart. 80 cars. Yeah, at least. 24 is going to take the green. That's right. That puts 56 in the trailer. That's right. 56 cars is two feature races at a different racetrack. That's exactly right. And I'm talking about good cars. Two feature races. Uh, That's right. I'm talking about good cars inside trailers, drivers that could win any time. Listen. Name them. Dude, just name them off, guys that don't make the show there. You wouldn't believe it. That's that's what I say. It's almost like when we were at East Bay, the cars that we put in the trailer. Would have been a great late model show someplace else. Yeah, exactly right. Absolutely. And they just stand there and go with it because they know tomorrow night they got another shot. That's right, man. That's exactly. And that's, you right. know, like you said, that's one of the best things about Danny's. You know, the tires are getting. He's starting to figure out the tires. He's two-time con- consecutive uh, Southern All Star champ, and you know, he, he's he's out of Ocala, Florida. He's our own. He's from, you know, he's a great racer. That's right. They call him Volusia Speedway Park his home. Another driver that uh, cut his teeth on. The old half-mile in Volusia will be with us next. Scott Legacy out of Davidson, North Carolina, when we return.
when purchasing a technical product like brakes. There is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. This is Showtime, Sean Smith, and you're listening to The Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Billy, will you put some dirt on my dog? No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, Look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play, coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Real Racing USA, and you're listening to Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Welcome back to Dirt World, our Thanksgiving 2008 edition, right here on RealRacingUSA.com. With my good buddy across the table, Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt, with you for another great edition. We've already had some great guests already on Dirt World for the Thanksgiving edition, and as promised, a young man that uh, has certainly made his mark in short track racing throughout, of course, uh, north central Florida, starting at St. Augustine, and of course, joining us at Volusia Speedway Park whenever he gets a shot, now residing in Davidson, North Carolina, and he's certainly going to tell us about the all-new nationwide deal that was formed uh, for the 2009 season, ladies and gentlemen, he picked up yet another sportsman win Saturday night at Volusia Speedway Park, driving the incredible pizza, sponsored number 11, Scott Legacy Jr. Scott, how are you, young man? I am I am great, guys. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic, man. Every time you show up at Volusia, we get so excited because of the, uh, I don't know, the, the national implications that you have, and it's just so exciting to watch you out there. And I called you the prodigal son of Volusia Speedway Park, but actually 
you know, I would have to say you're the prodigal son of St. Augustine. Of course, your dad driving the modified for so many years, and of course, you climbed into that thing, and you just cut your teeth on these these short tracks around Central Florida. But man, just another great performance when you kind of back down into the sportsman. Just a, a great run Saturday night. You know, it it, um, it was. We had a a great car, and and I got a great group of people here that that helped me out, all volunteers and. And it's it's really fun for me. Richard Noda hung the body on the thing. We we put a new body on it this week, and it was it was cool to have our nationwide sponsor, America's Incredible Pizza, on it. And uh, you know, one of the, the son was there of the, uh, the company, so him and I had a good time. And uh, it is it's a lot of fun. You know, for me, it's I feel so fortunate to be in the position that that I'm in. That that any chance I get, you kind of come home. You know, these are my roots, I guess you'd say. And I. I can't lie, I have as much or more fun racing racing at Volusia and running these dirt cars than I do in the nationwide stuff. But um, it, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, and we had a good little race car, so it was, it was good times. I mean, Scott, you're 26 years old. Of course, the, you talk about the roots, and your dad, of course, with his accomplishments in the modified, and certainly, uh, you know, at St. Augustine, you easily could have taken another direction and perhaps, you know, raced with one of the national short track series on dirt or even asphalt. But, you know, these opportunities arose that, that put you in the NASCAR ranks. And, you know, you're taking, you know, what, what you have to take. And, you know, for I've said it before, our own selfish reasons. Believe me, my man, I would love to see you in a, a World of Outlaws dirt late model, but you got to go where you got to go. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't say that's out of the question here with me. Um, you know, I am very fortunate in the direction that that it kind of came about. You know, Scott Nelson and Nelson Plumbing they um, they stepped up and, and helped me put this ASA program together with a, with a lot of other people help and Mike Stover and Action Heating and Air and Prosperity Bank. It was you know really kind of a hometown effort, and that thing went so well that you know I got enough attention from that, and people ask me all the time, "What do I, what do I do? How do I how do I you know do that?" And I just the one thing I can say is get lucky. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's you just keep your head down, working hard, and, and you know, it's. I'm just. I can't tell you how fortunate I am. The CJM group, the owners and, and general manager, and all the people there are a hundred percent behind me. And I kind of got myself in some bad situations over the last few years, and I've been fortunate enough to have some guys to lean on for for guidance and and to make the right decisions this time. And and we did, and we sat down with the with uh, the guys at CJM, and and I said, listen, I you know I said I'm a racer, I want to race, and that means I want to go run a dirt car on Wednesday nights, or you know anytime I get free, go do those kind of things because that's what I love and that's what I enjoy, you know, and it makes me better. Then then I want to do that, and they just put it they just put it there was a grin, big grin on their face, and I said, what's so funny? They said that's what we want to hear. That's the kind of racer we want in our camp, and. And, uh, you know, that's that's not common, as common as you would think up there. One of the deals I had, I couldn't drive anything else. And I kind of snuck down a blue yeah. a couple times. And, well, you know, I was going to bring that up, day. Scott. <laughs> hey, listen, let me interrupt you. I was going to bring that up. And I was, I got to tell you, knowing you for as long as I have and watching you grow up and, and, and knowing what you're all about, the fact that I had to call you something else absolutely <laughs> killed me in that tower earlier this season. I you to know that. So the fact that you've got their good graces and uh, uh, that they're, you know, okay with you doing this now, I feel real good about it. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, the, this, I want to get in a late model, and, and 
that's something I am working on kind of on my own now that I, I'd love to go drive some dirt late model stuff. And, and I'm going to do that some way or somehow. I'm trying to figure out how to put that together at this moment. Good. Um, but the one thing that I won't do is, is I won't quit running. That The sportsman class is, uh, is so competitive down there, and there's so many good racers. And a lot of the guys I grew up racing against, so for me to go back and run it, it really, it really reminds me of St. Augustine. It reminds me of, of the guys I grew up racing against, and, and you know, I, I learned a lot of, a lot, a lot of lessons there that, that um, you know, pay off even to this day. Some, some were good, some were bad, <laughs> but um, you know, to, to go back and run with those guys, and, and I think that's probably the most underrated class there, I would guess, because it's the competition-wise. I mean, we were, we were pretty good this past weekend, and they said we weren't as good as we needed to be and and i i'm trying to rack my brain to figure out how we can make this thing a little bit better i mean one of the things we got a little crate motor in it and i've been talking with with joey hassar at h and r and you know we may need to, they said his was pretty stout looking so i may need to do something there but yeah. you know it's um you know well, i, I just love the evolution of that car now is, is where it needs to be scott i think you'd probably agree with me the the, the way it's evolved into somewhat some people call it a limited late model but I think that's exactly what a sportsman needs to be. And, you know, Volusia and several tracks have gone through a long, uh, just a long, arduous process of trying to get the car to where it's at now. And I think I think we finally found the right sportsman car locally. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I'd have to agree with you on that. You know, it's so different than than when we were doing the asphalt deal at St. Augustine. The the super late models are just way too expensive to run that, that I mean, I struggled to even find enough to run those things, and I only got a chance to run seven races before for a guy before I got bought out of it. And then, you know, but the limited stuff is is so much more economical to run. And at the same time, the thing I've found is they drive more like these nationwide cars than the you know the full blown supers or anything like that because they're so heavy. They're so you know there there's a lot of technology in the nationwide and the cup cars. But there's also a lot of old rules, and they do it for a reason. So they don't drive the best at all. You know, the, the late models and stuff drive a lot better than those things do. So, so it's good to see time to run those. You know, uh, this is like the second or third time we saw you this year, and I think you won two out of three times. You keep referring to you got yourself a crate motor, but that thing runs pretty good for a crate motor. I don't know if I'll be looking to get rid of that thing yet. Eh, well, I can tell you this past weekend that I was wide open before the center of the corner with it. So, at that point, if you know there's a mo- better motor, that's where you go. Right. <laughs> so when you're, you know, I was I was wide open basically. I was about a car length before the center. I was able to put it to the mat and hold it, and and uh, that's why I said we had a pretty good little car. Those guys did a did a real good job getting it hooked up. Well, you should have heard him when you were standing in Victory Lane and told him you just had a little crate motor. I heard the whole sportsman division go, "You're kidding me!" <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I mean, I'm not. There's, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously, but uh, we got that car. You know, I don't understand it. That car, you, you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you, but it's our old asphalt late model that won all those races at St. Augustine, and we put it. Put it. They, they, <laughs> do I? Do I? Oh, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Actually, it's our old asphalt stock clip late model that we ran at St. Augustine had so much luck with it. And to this day, that's the best handling race car I've ever sat in. Wow. You know, you you say that, and and people's listening. Hell, they might be a bunch of them asphalt guys building things pretty soon and put them a crate motor, and you might have a whole (laughs) bunch of competition. But the 
you know, the best thing about not, I, I say the best thing about this situation is by winning Saturday night, you're locked into the Thursday night of the PRI show. I, I mean, I'm sure you'll be there for that, won't you? <laughs> it's it's not going to be easy for me to be there, but that's that's kind of why we came down is is to have fun because that's I just do that for enjoyment. But then um, we I want to make the Thursday night show, and um, I've got to do a our team dinner is the night before, and I have a charity dinner the night after, both in Charlotte. So I wasn't sure if there's going to be a qualifying heat. So we came down there planning to win the thing, just in case all we had to, could do is show up and race it. So. You're in it, baby. You're in it. Well, <laughs> well, Scott, once again, congratulations. But, you know, this is Dirt World, and Billy and I made a commitment uh, six months ago to keep this program on dirt. And we've made good with that promise. But, Scott, we got to give you an opportunity to talk about this uh this nationwide opportunity, and of course, uh, just how well this is going. So, take a minute and just just share this entire package with 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 our listeners tonight, if you don't mind, man. Well, those those from the driver's seat will understand this comment. The first, this will tell you how good the program is and how excited I am about it. The first thing the owner ever told me was, "We want you to stand on the gas, and we don't care if you wreck cars. We don't care." The first correspondence that I ever had was an email with the sponsor was an email from him, and it all it said simply was wreckers or checkers. Wow! Wow! <laughs> from the from the driver's standpoint, that's awesome because you're you know that's how our team is going to operate. We don't we're we're not concerned about the points. The points will lie you know come as they may, but we're going to go try to run as good as good as we can. Now we've had a, a really a lot take place in the last last couple of weeks and in fact i'm anxious myself to get back to charlotte to see how things are going but we brought paul wolf on board the crew chief which is really really exciting for me paul's um a few years older than i am so he's so he's very young um he's got a few years of experience in the nationwide deal but he was also a very good driver himself that that just never got quite the opportunities or, or as lucky as i have and uh, so i'm really excited about that we we're going to toyota's we're got a relationship with Gibbs and Technical Alliance. So there's a lot of really good things happening right now. And, and you know, I have to keep pinching myself here to make sure I'm awake through this one. But that's wonderful, man. I mean, that's what this is all about. And, again, that's what you've aspired to do. And, you, you know, from an early age, you know, this is this is what you wanted, man, and these accomplishments are, are finally, you know, they're they're coming to fruition. I just think it's wonderful for you, man, and it's a, always a pleasure to watch you and uh, – Billy's taking a look at your website, which is pretty impressive in itself, man. So, hey, I mean, they got a thing on here that says fan club and blog, and it says send a send for a code. So you want to send us for an autograph? I already saying, signed up. You already sent? Yes, I, I got to get a picture and send it in. <laughs> I already signed up. I'm on your mailing list. But, Scott, man, you are indeed the hometown hero. And, man, I'm glad to hear you're going to be back with us in December. And uh, uh, that's wonderful. And certainly look forward to seeing you soon. All right, great. I'll look forward to you guys, too. All right, Scott. Scott Lagasse, right. gentlemen, Thank you. certainly my Thanks, pleasure. Man. It's our pleasure. Uh, residing in Davidson, North Carolina, from St. Augustine, his dad, of course, most familiar with, uh, of course, the NASCAR Tour type modified that he raced for so many years, and uh, you know Scott Lagasse Sr. and now the young man, only at 26 years old, Billy. Finally, you know this. This is what it's about, man. This is what Tim McCready wanted to do. This is what they all want to do, and it, it's finally happening for him. We had Scott Legacy on our Monday night program a little bit earlier in the year, and he was telling us about well, the reason why we called him is because he had won, uh, I think it was, a, was it a Bush race or ARCA race? It was actually an ARCA race. He had won, and he said it was a deal they put together at the last minute. And uh, that goes to tell you right there that, I mean, he's got his head on straight, and 
if you go on his website, he's got a picture of his old his old four dirt car, which is the red O four, which is what he usually run when he come to Volusia. Yeah. All he did was they put a new body on it, and put number eleven because of uh, America's Incredible Pizza. But you know, Scott Legacy is a good race car driver. I mean, we had three really great race car drivers on tonight with Keith Briggs as one, and uh, Ivan Lloyd as another one, and then and then they ended with Scott Legacy, even though he's an asphalt racer, but. He's got dirt roots, and that's, that's right. What, that's what this is about, and uh, that's and what we got going. And you know, Billy, you talk about these good race car drivers, and, and let me just tell you, I think you can, you've reached somewhat of a successful goal when you have your car duplicated in a diecast replica, and now you've got all these diecast replicas available on Dirt World. Uh, racing.com. They're just wonderful pieces, and Christmas right around the corner. But wouldn't you agree, man? When when you get a dirt late model or even a modified or anything made, uh, a replica of your race car, I think you pretty much made it at any level. I think it's pretty awesome, and I think the big things that people have to understand is that you know it's it's they make great gifts. They, it's good for it's good for your sponsors. Uh, most people, when they order, they don't order just one. They order three or four, and they'll, and they'll give them the sponsors. You can pretty much figure out whatever sponsors on the side of the car, they're going to get one. But, you know, they are neat. I mean, you, this is something that if you haven't seen them yet, get on DirtWorldRacing.com, take a look at them, and you can see. I got There's uh, two pages of cars. There's also a checkout where you can buy them off a the line there. But I just put the new Johnny Collins car up on there this week. Uh, Johnny Collins, the, the car he drove this year, the championship, the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series, inaugural champion, and, it says right on the back of the deck lid, 2008 UDL MCS champion. Everybody asks about the car at the beginning of the year, and I got it done for the end, and that's going to be a neat piece, too. But Ivan Lloyd's car is on there. Um, Daryl Padgett. Patrick I will tell Williams you, and, and on and on and on. I did the, we also did the, uh, I, I tell you, remember one moment, we did the championship car of Scott Thompson, the blue car. Yes, sir. Yep. I did two of them for Mr. Thompson and Miss Thompson. We gave them to him at the Thompson Memorial, and, Yep. You know, I had a tear in my eye, Doughboy had a tear in his eye, and they had a tear in their yeah, eye. But yeah, that's see. what it's about. That car is on the website, too. That's the, the car that Scott won the championship with at Volusia Fury Park. And, uh, you know, they're really neat. That's what I was saying. It, the thing is, if you have a car that you want to have done, if you can get me the artwork or get me three pictures of it, it may be an art design. There may be, may be an art charge. If Doughboy does not do your car, there may be a, a little charge for art to get it done, but it's well worth it, man. But, Billy, where else are you going to go to get your favorite late model or local driver, late model or modified driver, made? You know, certainly you can call ADC. These are quality pieces. ADC, folks, let me tell you, they're not going to do one car of your favorite driver. You have to do at least uh, two dozen. That's exactly right. And now let's talk about the price. I mean, these are only $60 plus, what are you at, 6 bucks shipping? Yeah, they're like 6 bucks shipping if you order them online. But, yeah, you are exactly right. If you call ADC to have your car, I had a customer call me last week and goes, hey, man, you know where I, you know who I can get to do my car and die cast? I said, yeah, it's me. <laughs> As a matter of fact. And he goes, you're kidding me. He was going to call ADC and have ADC try to make him one car. Yeah, they would have laughed at him. Now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you want to get a car done and Doughboy does not do your graphics, if you send me a picture of all three sides, that's how I did Johnny Collins' car, you send me a picture of all three sides, I'll get back with you. There may be a small price for it, but I'm telling you right now, it's well worth the price. And you know, let's talk about the, the car itself just for a second, Billy. If you've never seen one of these cars in person not and plastic. held it in your hand. No, not plastic at all. No plastic whatsoever. The suspension is actually working. It's a springed suspension. Uh, the, it's the, the, the steer tire steer. I mean, this thing is made to exact specifications. I mean, you've got actually a spark plug wires, a distributor cap. You've got a removable deck lid where you can see, you know, the fuel cell with the actual fuel supply hose. These are incredibly detailed 
uh, race cars. And folks, you know, at least take a look at them at DirtWorldRacing.com. If you have work. if you have any questions, every car that I've ever done, I have pictures of. I will send you a picture of any car you like, any car you request, and I'll send you an up close picture. I'll turn them upside down, let you look at them. But you are exactly right. They took a an actual dirt late model, and they and they shrunk it down twenty four times. And this is the exact car they would run. The tires are rubber. They say Hoosier on the side. I mean, they're awesome. The cars are awesome. The spoilers are on the back. I mean, they are the neatest little thing you've ever seen. And once again, this time for Christmas, give them out to your give them out to your fans. Give them out to your to your sponsors. You can give them out to the people you love. Give them out to the people that support you. You know, I had one guy, and I'll, I'll use it for an example, Bo Allen. I did 10 cars for Bo Allen. And then the uh, last week he came to me and goes, I think I need about 15 more. You know, because he wants to give them out for Christmas. Uh, they make great Christmas gifts. And uh, once again, Dirt World Racing, uh, DirtWorldRacingShow.com. You can see them on there. There's two pages of them right underneath the, right, underneath, right above the mug, sh- mug shots of me and Joe Dirt. You can see them. There's a uh, Scott Thompson, Andy Shell, um, Rich Pratt, Daryl Padgett, uh, Ivan Lloyd, the Black Whitener car, Bo Allen, 17 SS, Sean Smith, 84, Wayne Anderson. I did the cars for Wayne Anderson when he had a dirt car. Young Dylan Woods car on there. And like I said, if you go to the page two, you'll see the new Johnny Collins car, the new 145 of Jason Davis. There's the Thompson Championship car, Jason Kimball out of Tampa, the Dave Barber Modified, and Jeff Buckethead Hunter. Um, that's just some of the cars that I've done. I've done Lawton Minshew cars, too. And uh, I just don't have any pictures or photos of them to put them on there, but they make they make neat gifts. Look at the new Johnny car right there, Jeff. Yeah, look beautiful. at the, look Billy, at the, I, I think it says it all when the driver of this particular race cars order them from you. I mean, what does that tell you? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of, I will tell you this right here. People ask me, how come you didn't put a number on the roof? You know why? Because most people get a monograph on the roof. There you go. Good point. You see what Good I'm saying? Good point. But they make neat. They're neat cars, and I mean, if you was to go buy a uh, Winston Cup or Nextel Cup car, it's going to cost you 50 60 bucks to get your favorite driver. Why not get your favorite local driver right here? That's exactly right. On DirtWorldRacing.com. Billy, I'll tell you, just some great work right there, man. Uh, just beautifully prepared late models and modifieds. And, uh, man, I feel bad that I got out of collecting these things, so I think I'm going to have to get at least one of each. Uh, either way, <laughs> I'm going to do a uh, – I'll let the cat out of the bag here a little bit. I'm going to do uh, Larry Birkin's modified next, and I'm going to do um, – I'm going to do the orange. I ordered some orange and blue modifieds. I'm going to do some stuff around the Gators around the end of the season. Hopefully they'll beat up on the Alabama in two weeks for the SEC championship. And be pretty we're neat. also considering perhaps a Dirt World late model. Yeah, how would that be? We're going to do some of the Dirt World late models. We're going to work on that. I'm going to get Doughboy to work on us a design. And probably coming next week we'll have some Dirt World hats and Dirt World shirts. We'll have them on the website when we get them done so people can order their favorite racing program, Dirt World Apparel. Absolutely. Hey, it is indeed Thanksgiving Eve 2008, and I just want to take a moment, Billy, and kind of get mushy with you, but thankful to have a good friend like you that does this program with me every Wednesday night, my man. My pleasure, Joe. I mean, we got a, we got a great friendship, and I ain't going to come over there and give you a hug or nothing, but I Thank enjoy you. doing the program. I enjoy doing everything I do with you around dirt racing, and, uh, you know, another year we got underneath our belt, and uh, we're going to go to PRI, and we'll have a good off season, and we'll start rolling again at the beginning of January or the end of December or whatever it is. That's exactly right. Thankful to have all you great listeners here and certainly thankful to have uh, a resource like RealRacingUSA.com and certainly uh, take a moment uh, tonight and tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, and, and just be thankful for get all what? of the... We won't even say go out and get some dirt on your face. Go out and get some mashed potatoes on your face. Exactly it's Thanksgiving. Right. With some gravy for all of us here at Dirt World. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Good night. If you want to do the job, look
Stay link, put it down. 